whole neutral descriptive language to describe the shape, color, function, and form of what you see. This in some ways, it gives you a little bit of relief from the judgment because you can't do two things at once. You can't both describe neutrally and judge. Like your brain can't do them at the same time. Hello and welcome to Equip to Recover, where we explore the intersection of recovery stories and eating disorder science to show you that recovery is not only possible, it is so worth it. I'm Christina Safran, and today I'm joined by Zoe Bisbing. She's a licensed psychotherapist who runs her own eating disorder therapy practice, an educator who spent many years helping families build body-positive homes through her podcast and her website. And like Equip, Zoe really hones in on the role of families and the home environment when it comes to healing body image and relationships to food. Her mission is to help families navigate an appearance-obsessed culture and really decrease the risk for disordered eating and body image injury. I am so excited for you to listen in as Zoe and I answer a burning recovery question from one of our audience of warriors. Today's question comes from Kate, and Kate asks, I'm so blessed to be physically healthy. However, 20 years later, all I can see when I look in the mirror are my, quote, enormous legs. I know this is the shape I will always have. Will there ever be a day when I will not focus on them? And if so, what additional methods of therapy should I try if I've already learned how to address body dysmorphia with traditional prescribed therapy? How can I own my legs and learn to love them or just appreciate them and feel neutral about them? So I wish I knew specifically what type of body dysmorphia traditional therapy she's gotten, because if we know anything, it it's one of the areas of growth I hope we see in the field is like education about body image and embodiment. And like, I feel like this is, people don't often get like really robust support in that direction. So I don't want to assume she didn't get robust support, but obviously she needs more. And what I love about the way you're asking the question, Kate, it sounds like you want to appreciate what you have, right? Like that's, that's a really good place to start. Because sometimes people can't even get there to that point, but like that you want that, right? That's the part of you that's going to drive the rest of, you know, the journey. And I think that there's sort of two directions that often go together. One is mirror exposure therapy, which I feel is a profoundly underutilized treatment and is the foundation for this like riff on it that we're doing in my practice called Body Neutralize, which is really about developing a body neutral lens. And I think you can do this in playful ways with kids as well, but I know we're talking about an adult. But one of the things that I think you can do is practice looking at those legs in the mirror and using neutral language to just describe what you see. So literally talking, using language like, you know, a peach line curve that curves in and then slightly curves out with a, with a small red bump. Like if, yeah, I'm just imagining what a leg could look like and to really just see what that's like for yourself, right? So it's not just looking at your body with judgment, but it's actually putting your brain to work trying to pull, it's very hard, trying to pull neutral descriptive language to describe the shape, 
color, function, and form of what you see. And this in some ways, it gives you a little bit of relief from the judgment because you can't do two things at once. You can't both describe neutrally and judge. Like your brain can't do them at the same time. And repeated exposure with that that practice, it's essentially a, a practice, right? It can be an interesting way to re-experience, right? So I think that that is one element. And then I think being able to pair it with embodiment work, right, where you're really just focusing on the experience of being in those legs or having those legs, right? It sort of taps into almost the opposite. <laughs> you know, it's like goes from sort of outwardly looking and describing what the shape of what you see to something that doesn't involve looking at all, but to really be focusing even just on like, I, I would, you know, if I were sitting with you, I might want you to just sit with me and like plant your feet on the ground and just like start at your feet. And maybe I'd have you put one sock on and one sock off and just rub your feet and just tell me the difference. Like, what do you feel? Like, what's the difference between the foot that's got the sock and the foot that doesn't? And maybe we would do another version of that, like with another part of, you know, like the thighs on the chair, like just to give you another way to experience your body. And those are two things that, you know, kind of have nothing to do with focusing on gratitude for the function of your body, which is, of course, always a thing to do. But I do sometimes feel like there's a limit to what like body gratitude can do for us because so much of this is, you know, in our minds. So it's been a pleasure having you here, Zoe. I have a couple more quick questions before we wrap it up. What words of wisdom would you like to leave our listeners with, especially those warriors who are going into battle with their eating disorders every single day? That you're not alone. I mean, I think that's really the big one. I I feel like the clients I work with that are really battling recovery, they they feel so alone. And even as a therapist, sometimes I struggle to know how to help them feel less alone. But I think that this platform that you have here, it's this evidence that if people tune in, <laughs> that there's lots of people that are out there. And I think we maybe have a systemic problem. How do you find each other? Which I'm sure, Christina, you will fix at some point in your <laughs> lifetime. Um, I could see that for you, but you are not alone. And whether you're raising a kid and you you want to build a better future for them or you want to heal your own stuff or you're really in like been sick for 20 years, like you're not alone and try to find others that are going through it too because it's all hard and horrible at times. But when you're not alone, it's it's not as terrible. I love that. How can all the listeners stay in touch with you? Oh, well, they can. you can follow me on Instagram if you're on there at My Body Positive Home. And you can find me at bodypositivehome.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Zoe, and for all the incredible work you put out into the world. I so appreciate what you do and the difference you're making. It is so needed. So thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, Christina. You too. Thank you for listening to Equip to Recover. Remember, recovery is not only possible, it is worth it. Find out more about Equip and how you can access treatment that works over at equip.health.